Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. There's an essay posted at Smirconish.com. Consequently, it was in the morning newsletter today, written by my next guest, which begins this way. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has spurred one of the greatest volunteer movements in history. How do you help 4.2 million Ukrainian refugees who fled their homeland and 40 million more living in a war zone? You do it with 10 million volunteers and a massive dose of generosity through charitable giving. And I'm not even talking about global organizations such as the Red Cross, UNICEF, Save the Children, Doctors Without Borders, and other brand-name charities that are doing invaluable work. I'm talking about a ragtag fleet of grassroots individual citizens and small businesses who are stepping up without central planning or government involvement to help house, feed, and even rescue Ukrainians in need. So says John Lynch, a founder and board member of the American Chamber of Commerce in Poland. It was he who in March conceived and launched a charitable fund called Corporate Aid for Ukraine. Hey, John, thank you so much for joining me from Poland. How far from the Ukraine border do you reside? Yeah, good morning, Mike. Um, I Where I live is actually east of Krakow, and if I drive at a good clip, I could be at the border in two hours. So before talking about these humanitarian efforts that you're involved with, just tell us what is life like? How does it impact where you are to be two hours drive away? Um, in, in many ways, and in ways that I one would never predict because we don't go through these things in our lives. I've lived in, in Krakow, Poland for 30 years, uh, Philadelphia for six or seven before that. Um, obviously, the first thing is the pure volumes of people who have come here. Krakow is a city of 800,000 people. There were between 150 and 200,000 Ukrainians now living here. That's amazing. So it's it's amazing. You walk on the main square of Krakow, and you hear Ukrainian more than any other language. Um, it, it, it's affected it positive and negative, actually. It's, it's an incredible humani- humanitarian movement that so many Polish people have let people into their homes. It's just volunteering. I think some countries have websites to register and provide documents. 
the Polish people drove to the Ukrainian border and picked people up and drove them to their homes. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, there was a labor shortage here a month ago. We did advertisements looking for 25 new people from my factory, and we got about five applications. So <laughs> it was actually a, a challenge. And now, with all the Ukrainians here, we've actually solved the labor shortage. It's not a good reason for it to happen, but it's, it's definitely affected that way. And there's, of course, starting to be shortages for things in stores because nobody projected, projected that the Polish population or the Krakow population would increase by 15 percent overnight. Right. If there's been that strong an increase overnight, are they all housed? Are they all cared for? Is there suddenly a homeless crisis? There is. This is what's the most amazing thing. Uh, I, I mentioned in my article that a European um, Union minister was driven to the Polish-Ukrainian border with his Polish counterpart. And it was from Krakow to the two-hour drive. And we've all seen the refugee camp footage on CNN and other places during the Syrian or whatnot. And during the whole drive, he, he kept looking for the refugee camps. And he got to the border and he said, I didn't see the refugee camps. Where, where, where are they? And the Polish counterpart says, we don't have any refugee camps. We've taken all the Ukrainians into our homes. And it's 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 unbelievable, but it's true. There's no refugee camp in Poland. They're all I mean, there are some buildings that were unused that have been converted into homes for people. But everybody is being taken care of here and with almost no central coordination, just individuals it's stepping an, up. What an amazing story. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS.
Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. John, are all as welcoming as you who launched corporate aid for Ukraine? Any signs of blowback, any nationalistic type sentiment? You know, that that's a topic that's come up and, and we've even been talking about it. Um, I think that Poland has come so far in the last 30 years. I came in 91, right, after after finishing at Wharton, I moved uh, moved to Poland in a program to help Poland. And it was finding its feet back then because it was 50 years of communism. But the Poles have just, they've become European and they're so proud to be a part of Europe. And they're really very, very close to the Ukrainians, both culturally, language-wise. So when the neighbors, their brothers, they almost call, um, were in trouble, there just was no hesitation. They just, just stood up. And in, in terms of, there's been some discussion that, this is a heavy burden on the individual Polish people. A lot of them are just middle and even lower class people who have opened their homes. They don't have a lot of money. They're, the money's not flowing so much from the um, <clears throat> from the uh, government to the individual people. So people are actually paying for food and supplies out of their own pockets. Now, there's some programs that are starting. And when the politicians get on the TV and talk about a billion dollars of aid for Ukraine or for Poland, it usually means in three to six months. It doesn't mean that the cash is coming now. So there's a massive burden on the individual people who are just putting it up. And the concern is is that if it becomes a real um, burden financially for the people, then you you might start to see some more xenophobic comments. But right now, not at all. Is there something... Okay, is there something unique to Krakow, or do you think what you're telling me is suggestive of what's going on all over Poland? It's happening in the whole country, because what's happening here is a bit more because it's closer to the Ukrainian border, but Warsaw has more refugees than Krakow does because it's a bigger city. Um, The attitudes are more or less the same. Um, The Ukrainians themselves would rather go to the cities than to small towns, although people in the small towns are opening up their homes as well. I, I had concerns uh, just intuitively, and I've read some things that people were worried, people with more knowledge and expertise than yours truly, that when you have so many people so quickly leaving a country in a war circumstance, particularly where so many are women and children and men are remaining behind, that human trafficking might be a concern. But that doesn't sound like that's a factor, at least from your perspective, either. I did see an interview I believe it was even on CNN yesterday or the day before with the, with the, a woman who runs one of the human trafficking um, defense programs, and they said that in general, Ukrainian women are number ten on the global list of of women who are trafficked. Um, so so there's concern about that. Now, if people are living in people's homes, I think there's some more natural level of protection than if they were just living in large camps. Um, I have not heard any reporting locally on any kidnappings or trafficking or anything like that here. Poland is its not on the radar map of these people for the most part. Um, it doesn't mean it's not a threat. I believe it could be. But there's there's nothing happening here to indicate that now. John, uh, you tell many vignettes in the essay that you allowed us to publish at my website today. Give me your favorite story to share with the radio audience. I want to direct people to go and read what you wrote. So we're not giving it all away now. But tell me about Monica or Bogdan or Ronald or Cecilia and Hugo or, or any one of your choice. Yeah, sure. Um there's so many examples. In the article, I, I tried to keep the two pages, but I could have written for 10. 
because there really are just one after another heroic effort from people at the very micro level to the to the bigger level. Um, one of my um, favorites is, is an old friend of mine, a lawyer named Jacek, who um, he, he's a lawyer and he, he works with international lawyers. And uh, someone called him and said, we need to, to get some reporters in, into Lviv or Lviv, as the Ukrainians call it, which used to be a Polish town. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll get him there. And so they, they figured out Jacek's the man. They sent the reporters who want to report the truth into Krakow. Jacek picks him up. He loads his car up with flat jackets or whatever else he needs to take, drives to the border. The border guards let him through, and he drives through Ukraine and delivers the Dutch or Belgian or French reporters to the spot, delivers his, his uh, deliveries, and turns around and comes back. And a week later, he goes back again. And this is a guy who's working all normally in life as a lawyer. Uh, that, that's a really one. The, uh, the Ron Ronald French-American story, he lives in a in a nice community outside of Krakow with a lot of the expats, a lot of the people in the um, uh, consulate or the international schools. And um, as soon as it happened, he just formed a WhatsApp group. He wrote to everybody he knew. He says, we need to take care of Ukrainians. Who would like to volunteer their um, homes to take people on? And just 50 people immediately signed up. We'll take a few. We could take four. We could take two. And then uh, two days later, we're organizing caravans to drive to the border to pick up people and bring them back into their homes. I picked up one family. Um, all my friends did the same. Uh, and that, that's just, that was just incredibly moving. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app.
I, I love hearing the stories of what you describe as the ragtag fleet of grassroots individual citizens and small businesses that are stepping up. Nevertheless, are those more household names, a presence, Red Cross, UNICEF, Save the Children, Doctors Without Borders? Yes, of course, of course. This is why I was careful to to not couch it as any sort of criticism. The point is that the big organizations just don't move so quickly in such situations. Some of them who had a presence in Poland um, maybe had some people here were moving a bit faster. But the thing that surprised me is I was at a conference on Tuesday organized by Ambassador Brzezinski and the U.S. Embassy. Um, with They just pulled together. Actually, it was another friend of mine, a Stanford Business School grad, Brian, who just said, I'll use my property. You could have a conference here. Bring all the aid agencies for one half a day together to talk about what we're doing so we can share information, data, who has supply chain solutions. You know, it's not, it's, it's not a simple matter. Somebody donates a truckload of medical supplies and they need to drive it deep into Ukraine. I mean, it's, it's a target for a, a Russian explosion. So we had this, and the representative of the United Nations uh, got up and she knew she was talking to a mixed crowd of NGOs and business people and American Chamber of Commerce. And she said, we have learned over the past decade, at least, that in almost every international tragedy, uh, natural disaster, war, it is the private sector who are the first responders. While the international agencies are gathering themselves up and hiring people and getting languages worked out, the private business owners and the private people are immediately reacting, just like what happened with Ronald, and um, driving supplies in. You, you've probably heard of the organization, Young President's Organization, sure. YPO. Yeah. Yeah, so Sp- I'm in YPO spoken to, here. Spoken to many branches of YPO, as a matter of fact. Yeah, YPO is a wonderful organization. It does incredible work. It's executives, of course, running businesses, but they're doing so much to make the world a better place. So YPO Poland, 60 entrepreneurs, it's mostly entrepreneurs, first of all called the YPO Kiev chapter and said, you guys can come live with us. We'll, we'll pay for you. We'll support you. So, so all the women and children from YPO Kiev came, came to Warsaw and Poland. And then they said, okay, guys and gals, who can help? Well, it turns out that one of them, Maximilian, and he's in my article, uh, his family and he owns one of the largest supermarket chains in Poland. It's called Lidl, L-I-D-L. And they also do distribution in Ukraine. So he says, I got trucks that could get anywhere in, in Ukraine, and I've got supply chain of canned corn and potatoes and everything else that's necessary. If you guys get the money, we will get the product into the Ukrainian people. Now, that's, that's moving about three months faster than most global aid agencies. The second guy was working in the pharmaceutical and medical supply industry, and his job over the last 10 years was training um, Ukrainian cardiologists on modern heart surgery and modern things. So he just has this incredible network in Ukraine with the medical community. Day two of the war, the Russians bombed the main medical depot of of Kiev. They blew up every piece of serious equipment that Ukraine had, including 250 pacemakers that were scheduled in March to be installed, implanted into people who were, you know, on the edge. So you go from... 250 to zero pacemakers in the country. Um, this friend of mine, Marchin, he immediately steps up. He calls the um, Metatronics and some of the other uh, pacemaker uh, manufacturers. He negotiates a super deal 
Uh, some donated, of course, but negotiates with a super deal to get them for a good price, turns to the YPO community and says, let's um, raise the money to buy pacemakers so these 250 people don't die in the next month. And so we're now in the process. I think he's delivered 50 so far. Um, my um, my AmCham fund that we created, the Corporate Aid for Ukraine, one of the first things we're going to do with the money we raise is buy those pacemakers and make sure those 250 people um, will will survive. And things like that. This stuff is not even on the radar of the big charities. I, no I, would, have, I would have no – and my audience would have no awareness of these grassroots stories but for you. By the way, can I mention that the link for Corporate Aid for Ukraine – this is John Lynch. He's the founder. Joining me now from Poland uh, is in his essay – it's in all of my social media. So if you wish to be supportive of his 501c3, the charitable fund, corporate aid for Ukraine, I know he would welcome that. And can I say uh, at the end of your essay, you write these words. This is the light to counter the dark through hope and faith, experience and history. This is the light that will prevail. Just ask any one of the 10 million volunteers. It's really well done, John. I I salute your humanitarian efforts and your willingness to share them with all of us. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, Mike. It's really, really a pleasure. I appreciate your having me on your show. Um, Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, my gosh. What unbelievable stories and, and an uplifting message for you to share with us. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it very much. Stay safe. All right. Thanks, Mike. And keep doing your important good work. That's John Lynch, the founder and board member of the American Chamber of Commerce in Poland, the conceiver and initiator of the charitable fund called Corporate Aid for Ukraine. His essay published today at Smirconish.com and, of course, in the newsletter. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.